if you're hearing the douchiest music of all time, <laughs> you know you're listening to Hot Sauce Sports. Douche number one, I am Pease Del Riz. I am joined, of course, by my typical co-host, yeah. the douche number two, yeah. the deuce, Terry Tam. I'm just happy we don't have to hear. Actually, our guest is on our intro. He's on he our is, actually, intro. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, his voice has been used. I don't even know if he knows that. I don't think he knows uh, it. It's Carlin Gaya. How's it going, Carlin? I noticed it, and I, I haven't been paid for it, so we might have to have a conversation off-air about uh, using my likeness. Uh, that, that, that happens in the NCAA all the time. I am now a pro uh, journalist. I'm not, no longer an amateur journalist. You just can't use my rights. Like, what is it, the NCAA? <laughs> yes, actually. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's when we, we model ourselves after the free labor that the NCAA, uh, the NCAA uses. We do, you're going with a, we're going with a little bit of a different format, of course. Uh, this week, we've already come out with the weekly podcast. We've done with the news, uh, news and notes from the week. But we wanted to sit down and talk to, to, uh, to Carlin, uh, Carlin Gay of NBA.com and of NBA Sound System. Uh, we want to talk about uh, the tournament, the NBA. It's a great time in basketball. In, in basketball, we definitely want to save Carlin for the NBA playoffs. Hopefully, he'll come back after today yeah. and join us during the playoffs. But <laughs> the check's on the way, Carlin. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's Thank not. you. Thank you. Uh, it must be so big that you're still writing zeros on it. That's why you haven't sent it. <laughs> exactly. yeah, yeah, There's a lot of zeros. No so other numbers on there. I just figured you, you're the kind of guy who <laughs> likes those big, happy Gilmore-style checks. You know, yeah, the, I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take the photo op with. I need a new uh, Twitter profile picture, so send it along. There you go. Done. See, see, we've contributed to you, so yeah, you exactly. owe us money. Now. Basically, you owe us now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Carlin, uh, have you been enjoying the tournament so far? Sorry, have you been enjoying the tournament so far? Yeah, I mean, the tournament's been great. You're talking about, you know, anytime you get a single elimination tournament, no matter the sport, um, and then you throw in the fact that these are kids. I remember Paul Jones. Paul Jones is the play-by-play uh, -play voice of the Raptors on the radio. Um, and we were talking about college ball, and he's like, do you know why you know people love college ball so much? And I was like, why? He's like, you can have a 20-point lead, and it can evaporate because kids always F up. Um, yeah. And that's the truth. That's why people love college sports, because anything can happen at any time. Um, because at the end of the day, we treat these guys like, you know, we, we joked about, you know, the amateur athlete and, and all that stuff at the beginning. But realistically, most of these guys are going to be playing pro. They get treated like pros in some of their college towns. And, um, it's such a high level of basketball. And then on top of the fact that, you know, there's so much high stakes, there's so much, you know, every win, you know, uh, you know, coach is getting a bonus or that could, that could mean a new facility for, you know, the next upcoming, you know, draft class or, or college class recruiting class. And, um, so much is on the line for all of these schools. Uh, it, it really is, you know, one of the best tournaments in all of sports. Um, I love the playoffs in any sport, but when you add in the single elimination game factor, I think that takes it over the line. I th yeah, I think that I, I, that's the attraction, right? Is that anything could happen at any time, and we're putting so much into an 18-year-old's, uh, a 19-year-old <laughs> skill with the ball to beat a buzzer, to to shoot the ball right before the end of the buzzer. What's been your biggest, uh, let's say, upset or Cinderella story that well, you're following? I, I think Duke should have lost uh, to VCU. I mean, I, I know it wasn't an upset, but that was to me probably the most fun I've had watching a basketball game at least in the last five years. I can't remember a game off the top of my head where I had you know, that much enjoyment because I didn't know what was going to happen. You have Duke, you know, the powerhouse. A lot of people are picking them to go all the way to the finals and win the championship. You have Zion Williamson, who is, bar none, the most, you know, electrifying player uh, outside of LeBron James, you know, in, in probably in our lifetime yeah. uh, in, in terms of a guy that's not playing in the NBA. The buzz that he's created has been insane, and he's lived up to the hype. R.J. Barrett, you know, is potentially going to be the best Canadian to ever walk uh, on a basketball court 
what Drake has done for hip hop in Canada, you know, RJ Barrett is expected to do the same for basketball in Canada. Mm -hmm. And, and, and that's Rick no Fox? hyperbole. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Rick Fox did his thing, and then he went Hollywood on us. So he, you know, he <laughs> kind of forgets this a little bit. Uh, big Bill Weddington is also Canadian, and yeah. he, you know, he, he's 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 big time. But uh, it, it's all going to come down to, you know, Rick Fox is probably more Cardinal official than RJ Barrett, <laughs> or sorry, than than Dentrick, right? You know, he, there was a pie in the air, but um, you know, RJ RJ is a guy who's he's a generational talent, and then you had uh, you know Tyce Jones, and you throw in you know uh, you know Cam. Uh, his name is escaping me now, but he was number three player in the nation. Uh, and then obviously Coach K, one of the greatest coaches of all time. And they, to, for them to, you know, flame out potentially in, in you know, the round of 32 would have been insane to a team yeah. like VCU that, I mean, they're not a major, you know, college team, but, it, you know, that would have put them on the map. That would have created history. It would have changed the game for that entire school and Johnny Dawkins. So, um, that to me was the most memorable. The fact that you know, nine times out of ten, that final tip in at the buzzer mm -hmm. probably goes down. Um, but the basketball gods just didn't want it to happen that night, and uh, and to continues to move on. Um, during the tournament, uh, Carlin, we start to learn some familiar names that a lot a lot of the fans that haven't been watching the NCAA regular season haven't known yet. Uh, Jamarant is the, the guy who first comes to mind. Is there anyone else you think is poised to make a name for themselves uh, for the rest of the tournament who's not yet a household name? I, I like uh, DeAndre Hunter um, out of Virginia. Um, he's a guy who I've told multiple people is Kawhi 2.0 for me. Um, you know, he, he's, he was the defensive player of the year in the ACC. I think he's a little bit more polished offensively than Kawhi Leonard was when he came out of San Diego State University uh, way back when. Um, and, I, you know, I, I stood next to him. The guy's long. He's, I'm 6'1". I'm he's, he's all of 6'7 with length. He already has an NBA body. And last year, he would have came out and been an NBA player at this time, but he got hurt uh, right before the ACC tournament and was out for the entire season. And that's why Virginia, in my opinion, lost that uh, that heartbreaker, in, uh, you know, as a one seed to the 16 seed the first time that's ever happened. Now they have the full team, and they have, more importantly, DeAndre Hunter, who's, I, I think he's going to be a steal of the draft, not getting a ton of buzz right now. Everybody's talking about RJ, everybody's talking about John Morant, everybody's talking about Zion. But the team that ends up with RJ Hunter, or sorry, with, uh, with DeAndre Hunter, is going to end up with not only a great pro, but I have potential to be an all-star. He, he really, to me, is, is Kawhi Leonard 2.0. Um, Carlin, big shoes. Uh, we've been talking uh, the tournament. I want to switch gears for a quick second to the NBA. Uh, Chris Bosh retired. Uh, you, of course, write uh, or the editor for NBA.com uh, from the Canadian side. Um, Chris Bosh has somewhat of a polarizing impact in, in Canada. Uh, I've seen a lot of shade throwing at Chris Bosh uh, and, and having his jersey retired in Miami. Mm. To Terry and I, we were like just super happy to see it. To me, he's uh, one of the best defensive fours I've ever seen and, uh, and just generally a great player all around. His career was cut short. What are your thoughts about him uh, and how do you think his career will be remembered? Well, first of all, for on, on the Miami Heat side, the, the version of Chris Bosh that ended up winning two championships with the Heat and was really a part of you know, you know, the, that run that they had for those four years. We're, we're talking mm. about a guy who sacrificed being, uh, you know, uh, the, the star of the team to be the third man and not only just be the third man, but he took, he was like the door stump of that team. He, he mm -hmm. took a lot of the pro, like a lot of the, the, the uh, you know, vitriol when that team wasn't playing well, everything landed on his shoulders and he had to live with that. Dwayne Wade at that point in his career had already won a championship. So he was kind of set in stone the way he was uh, perceived by media. LeBron James is LeBron James. So no one was going to blame him for anything that happened wrong. 
everything kind of fell on Chris Bosh's lap. And he mm. took that in stride and elevated his game each and every single year. They asked him to defend. Well, you mentioned being one of the best four defenders. He wasn't the defender when he got there. He yeah. had to make himself a defender. They asked him to shoot the three to, you know, to clear the lane uh, for LeBron James and Dwayne Wade, who were two of the greatest slashes of NBA history. He had to turn himself into a three-point shooter to do that. Um, so it, it, to credit to Chris, they don't win one championship, let alone two, if Chris Bosh is not there. Um, he had to guard you know, a lot of bigs uh, at the time, um, and then he also had to guard a lot of smalls out of position. Uh, I, I think Chris Bosh was you know, probably the best thing to happen. He was the glue of that Miami Heat franchise. You, you talk about every dynasty that there ever was. There's always been a glue guy. Uh, you know, Robert Ory has been on multiple of those. Um, and you look back at the Jordan years, Tony Kukoc had those years. Uh, and then even before that was Dennis Rodman, you know, Horace Grant. Chris Bosh was in that mold. And then on top of it, he was an all-star. Um, and then flipping over to the Toronto side, obviously growing up in Canada, I, I watched Chris Bosh for, you know, kind of come onto the scene. Here was a guy who was a number four overall pick uh, in, a, in a very, very stat, you know, stacked draft. LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, Carmel Anthony, the name, the list goes on and on. And Chris Bosh still was able to stand above all of them and, and, and stand shoulder to shoulder with those guys. He was an all-star when he was in Toronto, 20 and 10. You know, that's not, a, not something to season at. And this is a time, you know, where guys weren't scoring as much. You know, the league, you look at the stats page nowadays, guys are getting 20 and 10 because the game is so fast. Back then, Chris Bosh getting 20 and 10, he was probably one of maybe two or three players in the league doing that at a high level in Toronto, in a city that wasn't known at the time for their basketball prowess got them to the playoffs, was a leader of that team, uh, you know, unfortunately couldn't get past the first round, but the fact that he was able to, you know, be the go-to guy uh, and, and on a playoff team, you have to give him credit where credit's due. And I'll say this, he, you know, had his jersey retired in Miami. I truly believe that in Toronto they should honor him. I don't know if they should flat-out retire the jersey, but they should do, they should do something, whether it's a, a statue or something, to honor Chris Bosh because after Vince Carter, Chris Bosh and DeMar DeRozan uh, those three guys is really what this franchise is built on. Everybody remembers how great Vince was because he was the first. Chris Bosh had to elevate from Vince Carter, and that's tough to do when you're the second you know, player behind a legend. You've answered all my questions. Yes. <laughs> uh, I was going to talk about the transition that Toronto went from Vince Carter to Chris Bosh to now we see the powerhouse that they are in the East. Uh, I was going to talk about his effect and if they were going to retire his number in <laughs> in Toronto. Toronto. So yeah, I do think that they should yeah. they should honor him in some way for sure in Toronto. Uh, the effect that he had and he brought them to the playoffs almost single handedly. There wasn't really anybody else on that team back then uh, to put yeah. him in the playoffs. So imagine him in his prime on a roster like they have now. You know, it would be a completely different story. I think everybody hated on Chris Bosh because he was just a bit weird. He was just a weird guy. Yeah. He wasn't, you know, that's why he wasn't. Still here. Is. Yeah, exactly. He still is. Yeah, he's not. He's not very. He's not a very cookie cutter kind of guy. So that's why we all kind of liked but him I, or ripped I, on him. A bit. I yeah. really like him for that. He's, yeah, same he's one of the few genuine athletes who'll say whatever. So fucking weird, for. though. Yeah, so fucking. And weird. he looked like a raptor. He looked. <laughs> he, he looked like what we think a raptor looks like, right? So uh, the season's almost over. Uh, mm. We have a few games out for the NBA. Um, who do you think's your MVP? Is it where everybody's all, saying Yanni or Harden? Uh, first of all, I want to say this, even though uh, you know my bosses might kill me for this, as an NBA.com editor, I cannot wait for the season to be over. I mean, who's really <laughs> watching some of these games? Some of these games are awful. Uh, I, can't, I can't wait for it. Like, I, I, I would rather read, I don't know, uh, name any book that is boring you to death that you would have read in high school top to bottom twice before watching some of these awful games they have on the back end of the schedule. Oh, yeah. I mean, 
I don't know who I need to talk to at the office, but the, the scheduling back in the season has been rough. Uh, you know, if you're you're a better NBA fan than I am, if you're watching some of these games, because I, I I tell it's you, tough. I'm not. It's tough. I have been. It's uh, <laughs> honestly the the end of the NBA season is such a drag because you know how good the playoffs are, and you're yeah. watching some of the like the players themselves don't want to be there. Like it's just awful <laughs> across the board. Um, I heard something by uh, Stan Van Gundy uh, last week, uh, Carlin, uh, Carlin Gray joining us from NBA Sound System and uh, NBA.com, uh, NBA.com Canada. Uh, Carlin, he said that this year the Warriors uh, actually look to be more vulnerable than they have in, in past years and compared it to the year that the Pistons upset the Lakers in the finals uh, and saying that there hasn't been a team ever that's been in the bottom half in defense uh, during the regular season who has gone on to win a championship. Uh, your thoughts are Stan Van Gundy is a crazy person and good, thank God the Pistons got rid of him or Stan Van Gundy is a genius? genius. I, I, first of all, I think he's a crazy person. Okay. But I actually agree with them. <laughs> All right, uh, I they agree with two things. Good two things. And and this is this is uh, more so about feel than hardcore facts. Like Van Gundy wanted to give you all his research. I'm just going to give you my opinion. Mm. I picked the Houston Rockets at the Rockets at the beginning of the season um, to upset the Golden State Warriors in the conference finals and get to the finals like they were supposed to last year. And the reason why it's not because I don't think Golden State's good. It's not because I don't think they are elite and probably one of the best assembled teams that we'll see in the next five, ten years. It's because everything has gone right through this run for the Golden State Warriors. The last four years has been very favorable to them. Uh, I know they didn't win the championship every single time, but you have to look at what's happened along the line. You know, the first time they got to the finals against the Cavaliers, you know. Kevin Love's not playing, and then Kyrie Irving gets hurt in the first round. There was no chance the Cavaliers were going to beat them. Um, and then when those two injuries happened, it took them six games to get it done because Steph Curry couldn't get it going, and they had to bring Andre Iguodala into the starting lineup and change everything else up. Um, the year after, you know, they win 73 times, and then, uh, you know, if Draymond Green doesn't get suspended, they probably win that series. But you, you look at the year following the year, you know, Kevin Durant decides to change the game and, and, and join them in, uh, in Golden State. Now, he, he had an incredible series, probably looked like the best player in the league at that time, even with LeBron James on the court. This year, Kyrie Irving, or the following year after that, Kyrie Irving decides he doesn't want to play with LeBron James anymore. How lucky is that? Now LeBron James is playing by himself. Kevin Love's still hurt. Uh, they finally get to the finals, almost lose game one. Um, and if J.R. Smith doesn't have a brain fart, you know, they're, they're down one nothing with a super team that had no business being there. And then before that, Chris Paul doesn't rip his hamstring off, his, his, off the bones they wouldn't have been in the finals. You know, the Rockets were up 3-2 at that point and looked as though they were going to clean them out. Everything has happened for a reason. And um, even beyond that, Steph Curry's gotten hurt in the last two playoffs and they haven't needed him for the first two rounds, so they've been able to cruise through. Things have happened so that they got through every single time. I don't think it's a matter of whether or not they're skilled enough. Obviously, they are. Uh, you know, two-time MVP and Steph Curry, and, you know, they got Kevin Durant on the team. They're really, really good. They're an angle twist away from being regular, though. Um, you know, they're Steph Curry injury away from being regular. And the rest of the league has now caught up, and they're also not afraid of the juggernaut that these guys are. So I really think Houston will take them out um, in, in the finals. And it's not because of skill or will or anything else. I just think the good luck is going to run out eventually, and it's going to be the year. This year is going to be the year. I really hope because I'm tired of seeing them in the finals. Well, you heard it here first. <laughs> Carlin Gray says uh, that the Warriors are trash. Yeah, uh, so <laughs> yeah pretty much. <laughs> Carlin Gray, Carlin, uh, you mentioned your parent company, uh, is uh, the zone uh, Terry? Yes. Well, Terry, myself, Eagle, all of us are on another podcast. Carlin Gay, sorry about that. Sorry about the mispronunciation. Um, 
the the three of us are actually on a podcast, uh, another podcast that is sponsored by the Zone. Uh, we're big fans; we all yeah. use it. Uh, but uh, a couple of questions: one, how is MLB's opening day not on the Zone when you guys are partners? And secondly, when are we getting the NBA on the Zone? Well, it was on the Zone in the states. I don't know what it was on in uh, in in wherever you guys are in Canada. <laughs> Canada. Oh no, we don't uh, know. I guess we don't. Yeah, know. well, it. it in the states, I think the uh, the zone platform had the we had that in Burke, great Canadian on the uh, yeah, awesome. on the yeah. debut episode, um, and I, I uh, you know, uh, yeah, it's Raptors. probably the Raptors' fault yeah. or or Bell or Rogers, one of those two More guys. Like uh, Rogers. Uh, <laughs> just trying to just trying to hold you guys back, uh, yeah. realistically. But I think that deal is is uh, only the so it's like a it's like a red zone channel if okay. you're familiar with the football. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, so you you cut in and you know go out to to other games. No one wants to see the ninth man in the lineup. Like today, if you're watching the Yankee game, no one wants to see Tillowski play or you know swing a bat. They'd rather see Harper at bat. So that's yeah. that's kind of how you know it, the the, 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 the uh, show was kind of structured. Um, but it was definitely on in the states. I, I will I will find out for you the next time we talk in the playoffs about the NBA. I will find out for you why it's not on in Canada and I who was, we need to blame for that. I was looking forward to. That. I, I heard that John Skipper had uh, worked out a deal with the MLB that there would be sort of exactly that, like a red zone kind of thing, thirty minute show uh, dealing with all of the uh, uh, like a recap. Oh, it's longer of all than thirty games. minutes. It's uh, yeah. it's all it's all games. It's all day. Uh, oh, that's awesome. All, all from the opening pitch to the last pitch at night, you're going to get all the uh, all the whip around, no matter what. And uh, NBA coming to uh, the zone anytime soon? Fingers crossed. That's uh, rumors that's one, right? uh, are rumors. I, I don't want to. I don't want to put nothing out there. But uh, you know, I'm rooting for it. Um, yes, that would be the, uh, it would be huge for you know for a lot of people. I think it opens up the the doors for you know more coverage in, in multiple countries, not just Canada. But yeah. um, you know, fingers crossed on that one. But uh, I'll find out about what's happening on the baseball level, uh, baseball level. It'll, it'll be tough, I think. I mean, there's, there's so many broadcasters out there that have so much money invested in the NBA. And uh, yes. TNT has a lot of money invested in them. On yesterday's show, yeah. uh, Terry and I listed some hot takes about the NCAA tournament. Yeah. And Carlin, uh, we want to know what you think. What, what percentage you think these have of coming true? Uh, we, we did these on purpose uh, so that Eagle can get them up and make us look bad when we're wrong next week. <laughs> Uh, so that was the, that's the theme behind them because we we don't mind looking like jackasses. Um, so I'll list them to you, and then you tell us what percentage you give it to be right. So the first one okay. I had was Virginia lose after scoring only forty six points in the in the Elite Eight. After scoring forty points, forty six points, forty six. Um, I gave them. I gave it a. 27%. All right, not bad. I'll take those odds. Okay. Yeah, I, I like Virginia. I, I yeah, like Virginia. They can get it done. I'm a fan of Virginia too. So I'm going to go Duke loses to Virginia Tech. Uh, Zion goes under 15 points in that game. That's a 15% chance, but I give the next game, regardless of who they play, a 100% chance that Duke's going home. They're not making a pass this weekend. They're not making it to the Ooh. final four. Hey, oh, I said, look at that. That's another one of my predictions there. Carla, you and I? Um, yeah, I got that. That money you guys are sending me for my voiceover is going on that uh, that Duke game after the after this Virginia Tech. Game. <laughs> I don't think Virginia Tech can get it done, but I, I think whoever comes out, uh, it's just they're just going to get out. You know, well, Coach K has been horrible in terms of his coaching adjustments. I think he's getting old and losing his fastball. Um, <laughs> but you know, they, they have too much talent to be in some of the games that they've been in, and it's going to run out now. Yeah. Um, MJ Walker has a monster second half, and Gonzaga fall to FSU. 
Yeah, Gonzaga's not losing. Gonzaga's going all the way to the finals. Okay. So finals. I give that a yeah, yeah, they're going to the finals. I give that a three point six percent chance. Woo! So I'm gonna skip my second one because that just answers uh, answers that. And then I'm gonna go Auburn and NC go to quadruple overtime. Auburn winning. <laughs> on the on a buzzer Auburn, beater. On a buzzer beater, Auburn yeah. wins. Uh, so I give that twenty five percent. The triple overtime I don't believe in, so stay at twenty five percent. What about the buzzer beater? What about quadruple overtime have, though? <laughs> Well, yeah, the quadruple overtime, I give that 0%. But the buzzer beater uh, has a good shot of happening, so I'm going to bump that up to 45%. All right, right. I like it, I like it. All right, I got got one last one. Houston has no chance because all season long, under 40% from three, they're going to miss five three-pointers in a row and lose the game. Too specific. Yeah. Well, again, (laughs) they look like idiots, right? You're talking about the Rockets. Uh, no, no, I'm talking about uh, Houston oh, uh, Cougars. Cougars. Yeah. Um, I'd like to agree with you on that. Yeah, 100% right. chance of happening. 100%, yes! Yeah, there you yes. go. I like, go I like it, Carla. Tell you got another one? Uh, yeah, I'll give you one more. How about Oregon being the lowest seed to make it to the Final Four? That no chance. Give, no give chance. that zero, zero point one. <laughs> Because I never want to say there's never a chance. So zero point one percent. Well, there's right. that point one. There's that point Taking one. Taking the high road, yeah. like, like uh, yeah. Carlin, you said first of all, you said Duke has no chance. You said Kuchelski's washed. But given that, given that Coach K is done, given that Duke's pretty much done, who's winning the NCAA championship uh, coming to us at the beginning of April? I think uh, Gonzaga gets to the finals. Um, I think I might have to roll with them, uh, to be quite honest with you. I think they're going to be playing Michigan State at the end of the day. Uh, there's something special with that team. Every time they lose a player uh, or someone gets hurt, it seems like they rally around each other and, and kind of elevate their game. It's always a next-man-up mentality. And that's what you like to see in championship yeah. teams. Um, they have a lot of, you know, when one shining moment's playing at the end of the year, I think you're going to see, or at the end of tournament, sorry, you're going to see a lot of, you know, Michigan State stuff uh, just by – you know, virtue of the you know story they've had, and Tom Izzo hasn't won one in a little bit. And, uh, mm-hmm. I think he, he needs one. Um, and Gonzaga is another team that you know Mark Few has done a great job of getting them to you know the brink, but hasn't been able to to finally cross that line. Um, I think this is a year that he does it. He has a lot of upperclassmen on the team. Um, you know, Brandon Clark, a fellow Canadian who's who's there, uh, mm-hmm. and I expect him to be drafted in the lottery. I really think that. Uh, you know, you know, Gonzaga has what it takes. The only other team that scares me um, that would might knock off Gonzaga is UNC. Um, okay. UNC, yeah. you know, a lot of – I watched them here. Uh, I was in Charlotte for the ACC tournament and, um, you know, watched a couple of their games, and they are really, really, really good. Uh, their style of play, they can play fast, they can play slow, slow and they have a lot of seniors on the team um, and, and, you know, guys are not going to be afraid of the moment. And I think Roy is one of the best coaches in the country. So that's the only thing that does scare me. Um, so, but Gonzaga is my pick to win it all. Well, uh, that was uh, Carlin Gay joining us from NBA.com and NBA Sound System. Uh, Carlin, you've been great. Uh, thanks a ton. I think all of uh, the entire state of North Carolina is ready to riot on your behalf. Uh, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you, Terry. Thank you, Eagle. This has been a special edition of Hot Sauce Sports. <laughs>